Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. And on this week's episode, I, Aaron Gerke, am joined on the brown couch by my good friend Marcus Huff, our director of Youth and Campus Ministries at St. Peter and Paul. And we're going to be engaging in a conversation about Daniel chapter 4, but in particular uh, about the, the topics of pride and humility, sharing our own stories of those experiences and and how, how God is continuously uh, shaping us and bringing us to a place of humility. We hope it's uh, helpful for you, and we really hope you enjoy it. Well, hey there, Marcus. Pastor Aaron, how's it going? Good, man. So, we've got Marcus Huff, our Director of Youth and Campus Ministry, back on the podcast this week. It's good to be back. I did my hair special. Did you? I did. I did my teeth. Did you too? That's right. How are they, how are they feeling? That's crazy. So I, I went to the dentist this morning and they took out my, a permanent retainer that I had had on the back of my teeth mm-hmm. like from the, I don't know the names of teeth, but the eye tooth, the pointy ones, the pointy ones, the pointy ones, uh, your fangs, the canine teeth, canines, maybe. Yeah. Hey, anyways, huh. it was connected back there in this piece of metal. And so it's, it's gone now and I, everything feels really weird. So this, the first cup of coffee that I've had now okay. with my retainer removed not that that means anything to anyone <laughs> other than if it sounds like I have a lisp or something I don't know it, it might happen you said it felt weird it feels very weird yeah my teeth feel huge and you just got done preaching and leading worship too so I that did was, that was a lot of <sighs> those, I poor, can, those poor teeth I can go nap. on living I can go on living yeah I was I told I told Dr. Bob though that I was a little bit sad about this. He didn't find my humor in it or my emotional connectivity to it. But I was like, man, I've had that thing for like twenty two years or something. Wow, like it's a long term relationship there. It is. Yeah, my wife has not known me without my retainer. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, we should. There's no <laughs> there's no connection between that conversation and what the point of this week's episode. It's just life is. But other than you know, having conversations. So, yeah. uh, you know, Marcus, you, you, you did hear me preach this sermon on Daniel chapter four, yep. uh, a couple of different times. Um, so in Daniel chapter four, we've got King Nebuchadnezzar mm-hmm. having this crazy dream that he's a tree. The tree gets cut down. Daniel's got to interpret it. And the king ends up having to eat grass like an ox for seven years which is i don't know it's weird yeah but uh i did actually read that there's a um <laughs> some kind of real mental illness i forget the name of it now I'll have yeah, to look you told it. me last week as you're prepping yeah there's some actual mental illness where people feel like they turn into animals and uh want to eat grass Longer fields so Man. anyways what I don't know. What what was a lasting theme that you heard um, kind of resonate in that in that sermon from uh, Daniel four? Um, I think. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy all the the details of what his life looked like in that that seven year period. You know, eating and his fingernails like the claws of eagles yeah. or something, and all those visual things. I keep going back to. Like in the dream, he had that warning, and then how he kind of lived his life in that 
early anticipation of like, will this be fulfilled or not? Uh. I don't like the answer to this dream. Maybe he's thinking, is it going to happen? Yeah. And then he's like, I got it all. This isn't going to happen. And then just like, Angel shows up, mic drop, and then he's in a field, basically. You know, yeah. just how quick that moves, that whole conversation, and just, it kind of gives him this this period of grace, this whole season of, it'd be interesting, you know, in a lot of the other biblical stories we find prophets showing up, mm-hmm. they say, like, repent, like, turn away, drop all this stuff, yeah. and they like, Fast and sackcloth and all this stuff, and God has great mercy and yeah, and and um, peace with them. And this like there's only like this window of opportunities there, and then yeah, he just kind of lives on forcefully and going ah eh, whatever. Yep, exactly. Well, I th- I think uh, I think in general as people we do that with God's word though. Mm-hmm. Like we hear something in God's word and it goes. Yeah, that, I should make that. I should make that change, or that would be a good thing to do. And then all of a sudden, I mean, just how quick we snap back into our, you know, our our default setting, which is sin, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and selfishness and pride. Uh, I actually just had had somebody tell me uh, today that 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 word, this this word of situations and experiences that are humbling. Mm-hmm. Um, are often uh, it's often real challenge like it's usually challenging things that lead to times of humbling if we allow that to happen in us and so these people were talking about this difficulty that they're going through right now uh, with a with a business thing and it's just not going well and that word hit them in the way to to basically say whoa maybe we're being too prideful about this thing like Hmm. just trying to grab it trying to claim it as ours instead of being humble accepting that what what we have has been given to us Mm -hmm. you know that god has even blessed us to have this business so anyway it's uh, yeah humbling (laughs) humility comes i think often through real challenging um, experiences and I, i don't like I don't know the etymology of the word, but the yeah. word humility, oftentimes also, I mean, it sounds like you know humiliation, right? Right. Yeah. And so sometimes, sometimes humiliating things can actually be humbling for us. But. Yeah. You're you're really talking about your retainer and a long twenty year relationship with yeah. that. It, it's a really bad segue, but I think of humility. And I've been really wrestling with this. We were talking about this just before we started recording, but I was able to purchase out of college a brand new SUV vehicle. Mm. And I knew it was pretty fancy. I don't know if my parents ever had a brand new vehicle, but somehow they allowed me to like, drive across the state and buy a brand new vehicle. Wow. And then I bought it on a Tuesday, I packed it on a Thursday, and drove to Canada on Friday and just set off and started driving. Yeah. And uh, Back in the days of no GPS, just MapQuest, like directions printed out on paper and off mm-hmm. we went. And I I was amazed when I got there because the vehicle was much more expensive in Canadian dollars than in US dollars. Oh. But I think I had some pride with the fact that I had this cool new vehicle okay. until people started being like, well, that's really fancy. 
Oh. Aren't you this missionary? Shouldn't you, like, how do you have all this money? Oh. How are you asking us for money with this big thing? And I quickly realized it was such a true gift that I was very cognitive that was this car could be this idol for me. Oh. At some point, it needed to be used as this resource. And you know, if I got banged up or bruised or people got dirty on a mission trip or I once saw these kids like draw circles on a, a rental car in, in one of these communities <laughs> we went on a mission trip with. Because yeah. they just thought it was like a piece of paper and it was really kind of cool. I was like, I need to be okay with this before this happens so that I can respond like oh. with grace and love and I don't know, a lack of, I mean, not lacking in, in pride and anger and frustration and yeah. just like reveal. I gotta be careful not, not to let this become an idol. Mm. A lot of stuff in life can become an idol. I don't know. Where is that SUV now, Marcus? Uh, it's in some salvage yard in Appleton, Wisconsin. I think I'm still mourning this. It was it was totaled just before Christmas time. So yeah. But uh, we were together for uh, 14, 13, 14, something like that in years. So yeah. all 172,000 miles. Holy smokes! All so of you. Just just. Just us, back and forth to Canada a couple of times, huh. all across. But anyways, yeah, I don't know. It's silly, <clears throat> but well, pride is an interesting thing, you know. Yep. Because um, I, I, I feel like because it's not bad to be proud. No. Um, actually, as a matter of fact, I've, I've been uh, uh, taking my kids downhill skiing, mm. and. Um, and, and it's my son Max's second year, and instead of doing lessons this year, I've been I've been teaching him. And we just went this this last Friday and took him on the chairlift for the first time, and he went down um, nice. this this run for the, from the from the top, you know, down to the bottom, you know, a, a yeah. blue and oh, if that means anything to anybody that skis, you know, <laughs> intermediate level. Yeah. And he didn't didn't fall a single time his very first time wow. down, and just did it. And I mean, I got to the bottom and I, I said, I'm so proud of you, you yeah. know, and aren't, aren't you proud? And, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, and so I think like, I don't know, there's, there's that, there, obviously there's a balance here somewhere where we can be proud of what we have, proud of what we've accomplished, <clears throat> uh, proud of other people, but I, I don't know, I, I haven't processed this the, that much, <laughs> so I'm externally yeah. processing right now. But I wonder where that line is, where it tips towards um, towards a sinful level. You know, like where do, where does being proud of your accomplishments turn to a, a pride where you? I suppose it's when at some point where you <laughs> discredit God or say, say right. God didn't have a hand in this, or there is no God. Or, yeah, you know, we've heard of it before in youth group too. We've wrestled with. The analogy of take an athlete, a pro athlete on TV being boastful or giving God credit when they score a touchdown or they dunk or something like that or some hit a home run and stuff. And it's kind of interesting that you listen to feedback sometimes about, eh, like they're being too prideful or too boastful or like, eh, do they really believe in God? But, you know, at some point, like God uses people all throughout Scripture that the only explanation for their giftness can be God. <laughs> right. For the glory to be shown back to God, to give him credit. We're supposed to give God a credit for our gifts. We all have unique abilities and tasks and our strengths. And you just had us fill out a survey. I filled it a couple hours ago about strengths and weaknesses and skill sets and stuff like that too. And it's good to know those things and um, as a team bring that into. But yeah, when is it 
prideful? When is it just just great security and the gifts and being able to communicate it clearly to others versus arrogance? Mm. Um, yeah. but I mean, you gave five practical examples too in, yeah. your, in your sermon. And yeah. uh, speaking to the combination of um, Nebuchadnezzar and how we often forget these things, and I was running the slides just 45 minutes yeah. ago, and it was like, oh, yeah, this happened yesterday. Like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to work on one of these things. Oh, wait, <laughs> what are these five things? Yeah. And how quickly we, we step away and forget these opportunities to yeah. pursue them. But. Before you step away from that, I think maybe that would be just helpful to, to review. Not, not everybody that listens or watches this listens to the sermons. And even for that, like you said, we forget. Yeah. I don't know. Let's just... What do we, let's just highlight those uh, five I things here. Took a snap of it on my Did phone you? this morning. All right, but keep talking though, because we don't have dead space. Well, the the easy. I mean, the first one is obviously confess your sins to God. Yep. Which I think maybe answers our question about where the where the pride uh, level is. So, okay. or where that where, where it tips the scale, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you never come back and say, "I'm a poor miserable sinner," right. Yeah, you know, I, I mean that that image of the the the, the Pharisee, or not the Pharisee, the tax collector, in Luke eighteen, beating his breast, only being able to say, "God be merciful to me, a sinner." God, be, he, he can't even, you know, fathom his way to get even close mm-hmm. to God, right? I mean, if if we don't go to that place often and daily, yeah. we will be filled with pride like that is the only true antidote for our selfish pride is confession and then absolution where we're restored um, as as a new creation so yeah uh, so tips for living in humility one would be um, confess your sins to God yeah two is Uh, listen to others yeah this kind of falls into the feedback aspect what were you thinking what was your definition listen to others yeah I think um um, it, it does kind of go along with the feedback, but I, I was thinking on a broader spectrum of oh, yeah. like, l- listen to other voices and lots, lots of other voices, even people that you don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think this is a problem culturally, societally that we're stuck in yep. is that a lot of people are, are just in a feedback loop of what they, um, kind of what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you don't know this, um, this is how social media is designed to get you to um, read and look at more and more of the same content that you've already looked at. So um, just so you know, they're playing mind games with you. If you haven't seen the Netflix documentary, Social Dilemma, watch Check it. Check it out. They're selling um, advertising. Yeah. So um, so make sure you're listening to multiple sources. So if, if you got the, you know, the internet, go directly. Not just so, to, Don't just go to social media. You'll get stuck in a in a feedback loop, you know, go to some news source and then go to the opposing political side's news source <laughs> and find yeah that, you know, that reasonableness is, is somewhere in between. So I just think it's important to have all that in front of you and go, holy smokes, like I'm more tipped towards, you know, aligning my beliefs with this side of things. Mm, but unfortunately, they don't have the full, pers- they, they don't have it all right. Right, you know, there are elements of truth on both sides of things, and so I, I think that's a, that's a humbling, thing. Otherwise, we make whatever voice, we like, 
um, almost like a god, you know, mm-hmm. that we want to pursue and be like, yes, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. That's what I agree with. So yeah. listen to others. I like it. Perfect. Uh, give credit to other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, <laughs> out of this whole list, I, I, think, I, I think that one's challenge that one's challenging for me okay i don't know like it's not that i'm not comfortable giving credit to other people i think just i think i just forget frankly i don't know it's it's just it's uh, so i'm working on i want to work on this one (laughs) that's your one you're working on uh yeah give credit give credit to other people um just because we need to be reminded that there are other we are there are other people around us Mm-hmm. that support us, that hold us up, that make us who we are. And so we need to know that. We need to actually give credit to the people that are around us mm-hmm. um, for the good that they're doing also. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, not only do you get to uplift other people, but it's the old adage, you know, there's no I in team. Right. And then some smart Alex says, well, but there's me. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> but it's spelled backwards. So. Yeah, it's in there. <laughs> Switch it around. But... Um, no, that's huge. I mean, and as a, a body of believers, you know, Christ is always using other people yeah. and building us up and building each other up and getting to be his hands and feet in ministry opportunities. And um, you never want to be the leader or the person at the end that's just, I did it all on my own. I know. And then I had all these people just follow around, you know, or some like mm-hmm. aspect like that. So, yeah, um, yeah it's pretty awesome so number four ask for feedback ask for feedback it kind of goes in with yeah the whole like keeping how am I doing being open to yeah it's not all perfect it's a posturing thing to begin with just to be open to feedback and for sure and I would say like I I think I think lots of these are challenging for me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but this I mean I think the whole the I, the key is also in the in the asking for it too, mm. like a lot of times people will give you feedback, but to actually step out and ask for it, that's a that's a that's a humbling experience. I mean, that mm-hmm. puts you in a place of vulnerability. Yeah, you know, you don't you don't know what you're going to get if you ask for for feedback. So if you kind of set yourself out there and say, "Let me have it. Let me hear it." Right. You know, how am I doing? Can I can I do better? What did you think? You know, what do I need to hear, uh, or what do you what do you need to tell me? And then, uh, the I, I think a big tip for us also is then to not be defensive, right, right, to not 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 fight back against the feedback and say, oh, but you didn't see this or that, but just to just to go, it's it, it's part of the process of you know humility. The feedback may or may not be correct, right. But the process of putting yourself out there and asking for it from the people around you, receiving it, taking it, moving on. You know. I think just the ability to digest someone's feedback in the sense of going, huh, this is how they see it. Yeah. This is what they value. Yeah. Out of everything I did, no matter whatever my, my good agenda was or my hopes in the situation were, this is how it came across in the end, yeah. going, huh. No matter what, if their feedback is different than what I was hoping for, there's work to be done so that they can better hear, understand, experience, engage in that. But mm-hmm. for me, I think if I were to go up to you and say, hey, Aaron, I need, a, I need a review on how this 
thing went. Mm -hmm. I think ideally that would set me up better mm. than if you just walked into my office and went like, dude, that last event, we got to talk. Mm. And like my posturing would be completely different mm. compared to being open to it, like stepping into it and going like, okay, let's, let's do this. Yeah. You know, so that just that mental shift rather than just getting, here's forced feedback. Well, I just feel humiliated versus being yeah. humbled. I mean, versus yeah. my approach of humbling myself to going, hey, I don't have it all together. We're learning. We're a team. Maybe we're doing good yeah, team yeah. building here. We're figuring this out. So <laughs> welcome to the couch. Those of you that are listening, this is uh, counseling with uh, Pastor Aaron and, and, and Mr. Marcus. This, if we uh, end in tears, it's been, it's been good. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Yeah. Don't worry, so. That's too vulnerable. Yeah, it's too far. Too far. Uh, number five, be grateful for what you've been given. Yeah. And this goes back to that wrestling before, too. I think... You know, you're great at these elements. I'm great at these elements and rejoicing in that. But I think the whole posturing leading into what that looks like and not, I mean, you use the story um, in your sermon about being a great linebacker mm. um, and being checked on that at some point yeah. to go, you could be even better <laughs> mm. by just your posturing and how you uh. be a team player and yeah. um, leading in that positioning too. But um, I think, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's sometimes tough to be happy with what we, what we have. I mean, a lot of times there's stories of grass is greener on the other side, you know, or you can even have an arrogance to you going like, well, I live such a basic, simple, mm. nothing lifestyle. Look at me. Mm. I don't need as much as those other people I'm going like, well, <laughs> there's arrogance even on the low end of yeah. the humility. Like yeah. your humbleness can be your burden at some point. Yeah. Extreme so the, too. I mean, well, that's kind of the going back to the whole, um, uh, Pharisees and stuff. Like right. That. And that's what yeah. I was going to say too. Right. So that, that attitude of the Pharisee, I'm glad I'm not like, mm -hmm. you know, I think if, if you're saying that at all, you know, I'm glad I'm not like that person. I'm glad I'm not like that. Per you know? Yeah. Well, they might be saying the same thing about you, <laughs> you know. Right. So I think I think we gotta we gotta kind of that's the be grateful for what you've been given, right? God, I am grateful that you 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 created me, that you gave me life, that you gave me these opportunities, that you've put me in this place, right? Because um, I think one and five go hand in hand. Like it's in that relationship with God, right? Mm -hmm. So I confess my sins to Him, but but I also recognize all that He's given to me. Yeah, you know, and and so um, everything in between as we deal with people is a reflection of. I think it ought to be a reflection of how we are with God. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, man, humility. Like I, I said, in my, I said in the sermon, like there, there have been numerous experiences of of um, humbling times in life and. I mean, man, I, there are daily things, like little and, and big across the board, but I don't know, something in my most recent past, too, is, uh, I mean, I told this story of high school football, which is just an easy one, but I think being, being a dad mm. has been, you know, on a broad spectrum, maybe the most humbling, like, categorical experience. Okay, like what kind <laughs> of ways are you thinking? Um... Here comes the tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, 
I mean, there's there's things from like being proud of my kids for learning to ski, but mm-hmm. I was thinking more on the challenging side of stuff though too. Like some some things like I don't know. My daughter, my daughter Phoebe has been she's she's had a lot of um, skin health issues her her whole life. Yeah, and like when she was when she was a lot younger, it was a lot worse. Um, and I just remember like I. I we had to hold her basically 24/7 all the time to stop her from scratching, and it was just it was real hard. And like I remember late at night, you know, carrying her around the house and just like I mean, it's totally out of my control. Mm. This whole situation is out of my control. All I can do is just be in the presence of holding my kid and talking to God, <laughs> praying on her behalf. Saying, Lord, be present with me. Let me, you know, let me love this kid yeah. um, regardless. And um, so there's just like, just those moments of just uh, shaving off the, the rough edges of us. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, Kevin and I were talking about that, like the forming and forging piece of us. Like we don't like to go through suffering and deal with that hard yeah. stuff. But if you talk about, what what that's actually doing in us too is it's actually humbling us and bringing us back to this recognition that God's God I'm not I'm not yeah <laughs> and it and but that's what humility does and it if you think about it that's what we actually need as sinful humans because yeah. our pride wants to elevate us and lower God we just, we got to get this thing right where we say God you're God no I'm not you know yeah so it makes me think back to Job too in the Bible. We talked about this, I think, last week, but um, Job goes on for 40 some chapters and God shows up in this big, mighty way. Oh. His literal response is, Where were you when the universe was created? <laughs> I like, know. It just like, just rocks him. I mean, he's with him the whole time, walking the whole journey, and just going, When you're ready, I'm here. Mm. Here's my response. And if nothing else, let's humble your heart. Like, let's put this back. Like, we talked in staff uh, devotion this morning about God as creator and yeah. we're the creation. We are the created. Yeah. You know, and, and getting that orientation out of whack constantly. You yeah. know, I mean, it's first commandment no other gods. Yeah. You know, and just how often going, we live life as if we are God. <laughs> yep. Yep. So. But constantly. So, I mean, my big humbling thing, too, with the last couple of weeks is we've got, uh, our family life has lots going on. We've got a baby coming any day and yeah. health repairs and transitioning into the glorious life of a minivan family, hopefully. Woo, welcome. Future, we're excited. You know, whole sheet of plywood <laughs> in a minivan. It, you know, I'm good with it either way. So I love the... the <laughs> The dad adage of the boastfulness of yeah. like, we can get plywood in a minivan. Yeah. It's manly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm ready for a minivan. And just lots of stuff going on and prep and and just life and supporting my wife and her just ready to have this this baby at this point. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think I had a breaking point last week of going like, I'm exhausted. Uh. I'm definitely holding all these plates or balls or whatever illustration when he's up in the air and just trying to juggle and manage and control as if I am God and trying to keep mm. everything good and at peace and at some point one morning it was just like 
Ah! So, mm. not getting the tears today, but they were that morning. I was just like the anxiety of it all, just going, I can't, I, I can't do all of it. Mm. And at some point, you know, you're trusting God's peace of going, you're not supposed to. Mm. Like it's okay, just give it, give it to me. Yeah. Um, let's sort this out and. You know, those little chiseling moments and <laughs> shaving pieces off here and there. And sure. um, there are other people around to call in to support. Yeah. Uh, you, but your family and all these extra pieces yeah. and parts of it too. And um, I don't know. It's definitely humbling. You know, it's really hard now too, I think, in this still COVID kind of rocked mindset world of can you call out to people to ask for for help or Hmm. families relying on each other more than they ever have had to in the in the in the past or picking to do life with another family or two and and finding that that small group mentality that church has been encouraging for a while and actually living it out so multifaceted and surface level all over the place that people are going i need to dig in deep i need to share some of this load with other people and see what's happening too so yeah but, appreciate you sharing that i mean yeah. those are but that's that that's that like that's that real stuff i think like on a daily basis where where if we're attentive to it and i think that's why i wanted to do like that five practical yeah. tip thing so we're attentive because we're not we're not naturally going to want to be humbled mm-hmm. as part of our sinful <clears throat> nature Sinfulness leads to pride. Yeah. It just it just does. So we need like we need to consciously choose to lower ourselves, to humble ourselves. Yeah. Um, so, and I I've, I heard it said once too like um, humbling doesn't doesn't mean to think think less of yourself, but it means to think of yourself less often. Oh yeah. You know. Um, so humbling isn't isn't thinking less of yourself. So it's not like. Oh, I'm, a, I'm, you know, it's not insecurity. No, it's, it's not just, like degrading yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's okay. That's. I think that's. It's okay to be proud, yeah. happy, all that kind of stuff. But you don't have to think of yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's about lifting, lifting other people up. So, um, cool. Well, to those of you who are listening or watching, again, thank you for being with us, Marcus. Thank it's you. Good to have you on the couch. Good. Good conversation. Uh, with you again and um, you know we just it's our prayer that this is helpful for you not just to be an observer but um, to actually motivate you to have uh, faith-filled conversations in your life as well so if there was a nugget um, of information something a practical tip we shared or something like that um, take that with you try to apply it try to have that same conversation with somebody else that, that you know um, that, that may benefit from it. Maybe somebody that knows Jesus, maybe somebody that doesn't, and maybe something you heard here is a great introductory piece to be able to start sharing the faith with somebody else. So, um, yeah, take what you heard, keep thinking about it, put it into practice, and uh, we'll see you next week. Oh, also, this is the 20th episode, so um, 500 bonus points that don't mean anything to any of you (laughs) that have been with us for all 20 episodes. You're awesome. All right. Take care. See you next week. Bye.